Uh, I've gotten a few texts over the last few weeks uh, saying, Pastor, how do, I, how do I do the online giving? If you text that number, 318-300-4131, if you text that number, you will get a link, okay? And then you can go to that link and sign up. So I want to make sure, because one, one thing that we were, uh, I told Pastor Daphne, I was a little worried about, is we don't, you know, we don't pass the bag anymore, and um, we still have the bag, so if, you don't, if you're not careful, we'll start doing that again. Uh, we don't pass the bag anymore. Uh, most of our giving does come through Kindred. It is online, um, but we want to make sure that we do, we want to make sure that you know how to give, because giving uh, the Bible teaches this, uh, giving is a form of worship. And so uh, how terrible would that be if we messed around and uh, got in the way of someone worshiping? So, so to give, you can give physically. We've got this, this thing here. We come to the altar and lay that, lay that sacrifice down. Um, we've got boxes that are secure. They're locked up tight at, at the foyer, uh, in the foyer exit entrance and over here on the side. There's one in the back as well. There's one in the annex as well if you want to give there. Um, or if you want to text to give, that's how Brittany and I give. We text to give or we do it online. <clears throat> that's a really convenient way. Uh, you can even, we, we do auto draft because we'll, we'll forget, you know. And so uh, do that um, because that is a form of worship. And that's something at this church that we're not um, I remember a few years ago, there was, all, there was a big stigma when people would talk about tithing. And they'd say, well, do you, what do you all do about tithing? Does pastor preach on tithing? Yes, we preach tithing every single week because we preach that everything we have belongs to Jesus. Amen? So we preach generosity, and that's tithing every week, that our heart belongs to you, God, and my treasure belongs to you as well. Um, so <clears throat> anyway, so do that. Make sure, uh, and, and I'm not a prosperity preacher, but I do believe that God wants to prosper you. And prosperity to me, when, when the prosperity of God means the favor of God, and that doesn't mean that you're going to pull up in a purple Tesla next week. But if you do, I want to ride in it with you. Uh, if God wants to give you a purple brand new Tesla, God will do it. But I think what happens is when we give and we lay down that treasure, um, especially in times like we're living in, when we lay down that treasure and we say, God, my treasure belongs to you, that God pours out a blessing of favor like you may have never experienced in your life. And let me just testify a minute, and then I'm going to preach. Um, Brittany and I, we were in massive financial struggle. Massive. I want to I speak this, especially young people. You guys listen to me. Uh, I want to speak this, this truth, this testimony, because some of us get worried about tithing. We get worried about giving. I think that probably everybody, most of us here this morning are faithful givers, but uh, just, just carry this with you because you might need to give, you might need to help somebody with this, but you get really nervous about it and you get wondering, well, you know, the church might do this with it. The church might do that with it. Um, and here's the thing. It's, it's about trust. It's about your heart, okay? God wants your heart. And Brittany and I, we were in the, the most significant financial struggle we had ever been in in our marriage uh, quite, I mean, years ago. And I began to study about giving, and I was frustrated because a, a certain pastor had uh, come after me and really scolded me, me about not giving enough and not giving regularly, and it hurt my feelings, church family. Listen, I never want to get up here. Sometimes I might preach, and I might step on toes. Uh, a few weeks ago, I was going to preach a message that I thought would step on toes, so I got down here because I wanted to receive that as well. 
And, uh, but I never want to get up here to hurt your feelings. I might get up here to say, hey, we got to pay attention to this area or that area. we got to do better in this area or that area. But I never want to hurt your feelings. Uh, but, I, man, I got, I got hurt by this. And we really struggled with giving. And so I began to study about it and I began to look at, you know, is, is tithing an Old Testament thing? Is it a New Testament thing? Is it this or is it that? And, and God just spoke to my heart. And here's what God said to me. I don't need your money. And it blew me away. I thought, wow, I'm so ignorant. God doesn't need your money. Come on, church family. You think, the, you think that the creator of the universe is worried about a $10 bill? Man, come on. And so I realized that where your treasure is, there your heart will be. And I want God to have my full heart. And so Brittany and I began to give faithfully. And all of a sudden, the financial difficulty, the job difficulty, the strain in our marriage, all those things began to be set right. And I fully believe it was because we were holding out just a little bit. And when we said, God, you can have it all, that his favor overflowed. And I want God's favor to overflow in your life. Amen? <clears throat> so give. Uh, this isn't a cry uh, for, for, your, for your money. This is a cry for you to walk in God's favor. So uh, if you don't come to Grow You, uh, Grow You's at 9 a.m., uh, join with us. We started a book called Better Decisions, Fewer Regrets. You ever made a decision you regretted? Come on, I know there's a couple of us that made a decision. I made a decision at a Mexican restaurant uh, fr uh, Friday that I regretted terribly. Come on, somebody. I needed healing supernaturally of my uh, digestion. Anyway, so we jumped into this this morning, and this is in, this is in uh, the, the Sanctuary Grow You class, and that's pretty much, every, pretty much all the adults. We had a, 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 another adult class in the annex. Uh, but when uh, Nelda, when Miss Nelda and Mr. Rusty uh, went to minister at another church, um, we lost her teaching out here. So we just combined those classes, and we're going through this, and it's laid back. We just we just have kind of a discussion. So I want to challenge you to join with us, and it's good. A um, couple of things before I jump into this word this morning. Um, tonight we will not have church here. We will gather at the CAC building um, at five for a community. Uh, worship service, a community Thanksgiving service, and I'm excited about that. So please uh, join with us. We want to make sure that we have a we want to make sure that we have a good representation for from community church. Um, the last time we had a community uh, outreach or, or a community gathering like that, uh, there were quite a few of you there, and that that was great. And so please make sure uh, and, and take time to come and join with us. Uh, it's going to be a good time of fellowship in the community. Amen. And also, uh, we will be doing the Boxes of Blessings outreach. And so what, what is that? Um, we've got a list that we'll post on Facebook and we'll give to you, but it's Thanksgiving Essentials. Come on. Uh, and we're giving, th we're giving out boxes to, to folks that uh, may not be uh, super, super talented chefs or they may not have a great, huge kitchen. So we're giving things like um, the box of... Uh, somebody help me. It's... Yes, like that. We're giving out the boxes of that. Um, instant mashed potatoes. Uh, that demonic uh, cranberry sauce. Uh, if y'all just have to send some of that, you can. Come on. Uh, but we're, we're going to give those things out and just bless folks 
And um, if you want to donate towards that, you can, because we'll buy some, uh, we'll buy some turkey uh, portions. We won't give them the whole turkey, because a lot of these folks can't cook a whole turkey, and it, it, they wouldn't be able to eat a whole turkey anyway. And so we'll give those, give those things out, and we do have to, we'll go buy those like the, a couple of days beforehand. So anyway, um, it's going to be good. Last year, I think we gave, I can't remember how many boxes. Our goal was 100, um, and just bless, people's, you know, bless people with that. Um, so anyway, I'm excited. Join with us tonight uh, at the CAC building at 5. It's going to be good. Um, before I begin this morning, um, I'm going to attempt to be brief. Uh, of course, you know, that doesn't really mean anything when a pastor says that, when a preacher says that. I was in a church service Thursday night, and the pastor said, he, he said, I've got three verses tonight, and I'm just going to read them, and I'm not really going to speak because we had a, an extended time of worship and he said, I'm not really going to speak on this. I just want to share my heart. And an hour later, we left. So anyway, oh, man. So I've got five points this morning. I just want to talk about uh, bringing folks into the house. And uh, before I begin, I just, want to, I just want to invite the Holy Spirit to speak through me. God, thank you for showing up this morning. God, you're great. You're above every other name. And we just give this time to you. And I just, God, I just pray that you give me the ability to speak every single word that you want said this morning. God, for those who are not here this morning for whatever reason, I just pray that you bless them. God, that you warm them with your embrace this morning if they're sick, uh, if, they're, if whatever's going on, God, that you let them know that you love them and that their family at Community Church is thinking about them. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. So we're going to look at Luke 14. I should have told you this already so I could give you a head start. But we're going to look at Luke 14 uh, and start at verse 15. And Jesus is teaching. If you, if you turn there and your Bible has red lettering, there's uh, going to be a lot of red here. So I'll give you a second. Um, we often use language, this house, family, that kind of thing. And I, I believe that, that Christ taught in that same way. He talked about the house of God, the kingdom of God, and he talked about family. When Jesus taught us how to pray, he used Abba, as in that word basically means daddy, talking about God. And he also said, our father. And it's this big family, you, and you matter, and you have a place in the family of God. And so Jesus is teaching, and uh, verse 15 says, Hearing this, we're going to read quite a little bit here. He said, uh, this man, Hearing this, a man sitting at the table with Jesus exclaimed, What a blessing it will be to attend a banquet in the kingdom of God. Jesus replied with this story. A man prepared a great feast and sent out many invitations. When the banquet was ready, he sent his servant to tell the guests, Come, the banquet is ready. Stop right there. Assemblies of God people already would have been lined up. Come on, somebody. We, when we're having church and you can smell fried chicken back there, you might as well preach real quick because folks is ready. All right. And so verse 18 says, but they all began making excuses. Ex what? One said, I have just bought a field and must inspect it. Please excuse me. Another said, I have just bought five pairs of oxen and I want to try them out. Please excuse me. Another said, I just got married, so I can't come. Bring your wife. The servant the servant returned and told his master what they had said. 
His master was furious and said, go quickly into the streets and alleys of the town. Invite the poor, the crippled, the blind, and the lame. After the servant had done this, he reported, there is still room for more. So his master said, go out into the country lanes and behind the hedges and urge anyone you find to come so that the house will be full. Verse 24, this one's heavy. For none of those I first invited will get even the smallest taste of my banquet. There's a song, uh, Highways in the Hedges. This one, my, my version, I'm reading out of the NLT this morning. It says country lanes. There's some versions say highways in the hedges. And I was thinking about how do you go behind a hedge and invite someone to church? And it's your neighbor, church family, because sometimes we grow these barriers. And I'm just thinking, I'm going to crawl through my hedge and just pop up while my neighbor is mowing his grass. and be like, hi, would you like to go to church? And they'll probably call the police. But anyway, the first point I want to make this morning, and I'm just going to speak from my heart, because here's what happens, church. We internalize, and I don't want this to happen to Community Church North Webster. I want to make sure uh, that we are, are a community-minded church, come on, it's in our name, and that we're not just ministering in this room. Come on, come on, somebody. I don't want us ever to get to the point where we are just right here. I want to make sure that all these little neighborhoods around here, that over here on 7th Street, that they know this church, that they know the people here are people of God. Come on. They know this is a safe place and that sanctuary is not just a word we use to describe a big room. That it's a place we can go to find ourselves ministered to by the presence and people of God. Come on. Are you with me this morning on that? I don't ever want us to internalize. I don't ever want us to be just shut up behind these doors. Come on, we, we lock, you may know this, uh, here's a great announcement, all the, the heavy doors, the fire doors, we lock um, after Sunday school, and we do that for security reasons, because we can't see back there, we don't know, somebody can sneak in, somebody, you know, even if it's a visitor, wanders in the wrong door, they're going to be like, man, where are they having church yet, you know, and so we do that, but that's, that's kind of metaphorically speaking. We don't ever want to be locked up in here. We want to be reaching out into our community. And I just want to invite you, church family, if, you, if, if God gives you an idea, if the Holy Spirit speaks an idea into your heart, and you say, Pastor, I think I have an idea for a way we can touch our community, please share that with me. Please share that with me. Because I want to know. I want us to touch our community. And so the first point I've got this morning is that God desires closeness. The master invited. The master said, hey, come and be a part, okay? And God desires closeness. If we go through the, I, I looked up verses about God wanting to dwell, God desiring to dwell with his people. There are so many. God desires to dwell with his people. He wants his folks close to him. And that's great. If you're a parent, um, and you ever just had all, your kids all just on you where you could just, you could just grab them up. And, uh, sometimes I like, you know, maybe we're, we're watching a movie or something and all my kids just get, even the dog tries to get up there. We just, I just got them right there. Y'all come on. That's the father's heart for his little ones. God wants us close. And so the invitation is there. And that's my second point. It's an open 
invitation. You don't have to RSVP with the Lord of hosts. Come on, have you ever gone to a party and they said, you have to RSVP? And I said, I don't know what that means. I don't do acronyms well. You got to RSVP. Somebody texted me. Somebody texted me uh, yesterday and they said, hey, are you and Brittany coming to the retirement party? And I'm like, if you're from Louisiana, you'll get this. But I'm like, who all going to be there? That's the first thing I want to know. And what kind of food is it going to be? And so, anyway, the, sometimes the, the, the goodness of the food outweighs the, you know, I shouldn't say that. Anyway, we're going. I'm not going to tell you why, though. It stinks. Anyway, so we're going. But I forgot the RSVP. And thankfully, somebody was thinking for me. And he said, hey, are you coming? But church family... With the Lord of hosts, come on, with, with our God that loves us, that wants to dwell with us, it's, you don't have to go see somebody and check in. You don't have to do all that. You just have to come. You just have to show up in, in mind, and I believe in body. I believe that it's important to be at church, to gather with your friends and your family in Jesus. I, I believe that's important. I believe that it's a biblical teaching. Uh, John 15 says, I no longer call you slaves because a master does not confide in his slaves. Now you are my friends. Since I have told you everything the Father told me, you didn't choose me, I chose you. I appointed you to go and produce lasting fruit so that the Father will give you whatever you ask for using my name. This is my command, love e other. Come on. That's so good. And so, listen, again, we don't want to internalize. And I want you to be thinking about that. We've got some, we've got some evangelists at this church, and they are church inviters. And sometimes I get worried because we're a church-heavy community, right? And so I just, sometimes I automatically assume that somebody goes to church. And I know all these pastors, and I don't want to get a phone call that says, Hey, Pastor JB, um, you took my people. I don't want, like, I don't want to get in trouble, uh, but we've got some church inviters here, and y'all do such a great, amazing job. And, I mean, they'll just come out and say, hey, what church do you go to? And then if the answer is, uh, then you fix and get invited to community church. If, if it sounds like you're trying to order food at Subway when you're trying to explain what church you go to, come on, you ever been to Subway? They say, what kind of bread? And you're like, uh, it's bread. Just order. Um, and so we want to, just like uh, we have an open invitation, open invitation to accept, to dwell close to our Father, I want to make sure that, that our community knows that you are invited to this house. You're invited. When we post on social media, uh, almost every time we post, we put a little hashtag and it says, you're invited. And that's the thing. Do you know, there's a book called the, uh, the Unchurched Next Door, and it's a really interesting book. It's a case study about uh, people that don't go to church. And the number was very high. I don't want to misquote, but it was, I believe it was in like the upper 70s, maybe in the 80s percent of people. If they would simply be invited to go to church, they would be there. So I want to challenge you. Think about that. Is there someone in our community, someone that you know, maybe you work with them, maybe you're, it's your neighbor, maybe it's somebody that you see a lot, you know, 
in town, have you invited people and said, hey, I would love to fellowship with you in the house of God. Have you done that? Have you done that? If not, pray about it. Something we do when we close here is we say, God, bring open doors this week. Open doors for ministry this week. And I want, you to, I want you to receive that invitation as I pray that when God opens the door, you're ready to jump. Number three, we get in our own way. Has that ever happened to you? Hus- uh, wives, stop elbowing your husbands. Stop. Don't do that. <laughs> we get in our own way sometimes. And how does this, how does this get get with this. If we go back to what these folks did, the master said, hey, I've prepared a great feast. It's going to be awesome. There's nanner pudding in there. Come on. Uh, Yeah, God's people said amen. All right. But instead of going to this and fellowshipping and, and receiving the gift that the master has set forth, this one dude said, I gotta go look at my field. You've got to have a better excuse than that, at least. i got to go look at my field. What are you going to do, man? This is a good field right here. Wow. Dirt. Come on. We get in our own way. And so these folks, they missed out on what the master had for them, on the goodness that the master had for them, because they had excuses. 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 Come on excuses. Uh, Sometimes, y'all, I I love y'all so much, and I try to make sure that I text. Whenever someone misses, I try to text, hey, missed you this morning, whatever. Sometimes I get the funniest excuses. Sometimes I get excuses that make sense. Hey, pastor, I couldn't be there. All my children are sick. I got thrown up on and pooped on this morning. And I'm like, well, you know what? We're just going to put you on a prayer list, okay? It's all right. It's all right if you miss Sunday morning church, if you done been defecated on, okay? Listen, whew, some of y'all know what I mean. But sometimes I get the craziest excuses. Pastor, I have family coming to town. Tell them to come to church with you. Tell them to come to church with you, man. Come on. Or lock your door. <laughs> Lock your door and your in-laws going to be texting you. Hey, we're at your house and we're trying to come in and the door's locked or any of the windows open. Like, I'm at church. Come meet me at church. Uh, you know, I get some silly excuses. You know, well, pastor, I had a late night. Go to bed earlier and don't get tempted to lay up when you could be getting blessed. Come on. Come on. And so we get in our own way. And, and I believe, you know, the preaching may not always be the best here. I try. Uh, but, you know, then like Pastor Monica will get up here and she'll preach and she'll lay it down. And I'll just be over there going, amen. Amen. You know, um, Pastor Jason will get up here and preach and Pastor Daphne will get up here and preach. And we try our best to say what the Holy Spirit wants us to say. But church family, if you're not here, good or not so good. You're not hearing any word. And let me just explain. We used to live stream every single service, and we stopped for two reasons. Number one, we stopped because I saw two separate people walking down this aisle to the altar to, to, to lay their burdens down, and they looked at the camera and turned around. And I said, we're not going to do that. The second reason is someone said to me, hey, pastor, I'm not going to make it. I'm just going to watch it on the live stream. And I said, 
oh, okay, you know, and let's, don't get me wrong. Somebody, if you got to work, you got to work, okay? But someone told me this, and I said, okay, you know, whatever. And I checked the live stream, and they didn't watch it. And I checked the Elevate live stream that evening, and they didn't watch it. And so I talked to some other pastors, and I said, hey, pastors, are you guys having an issue with people saying they're not going to make the church, they'll just watch the live stream? And every single pastor I talked to said, yes. So we stopped live streaming because I believe you need to get here. I believe you need to get here. And I'm preaching to the choir because you guys are here. But I want you to carry this in your heart with an urgency, with an urgency to family and friends. Get your hiney in the house of God. Get there. Listen, I don't want a crisis to have to happen for the people of God to get in church. I don't want a war to have to break out for people to seek after God. You need to get ready for that beforehand. You need to be prayed up and just full of the word. And one way, probably the best way that we make that happen is gather together. Come on, get to that feast, get to that goodness, get in that presence and that spirit of God. So number four, he uses us if, if, we're willing. Have you ever been unwilling to do something? You didn't want to do that thing. Uh, we took Piper to the doctor a, f- a couple years ago, and I was talking a big game. She was going to have to get blood drawn, and that stinks. Nobody likes vampires. And um, so we go in, and, and I sat down, and I was holding her real tight, you know, and she's just fighting and screaming. And I'm like, well, Piper, you got it, you got it, you got it. It's very important. If it's very important, Piper. You need to understand the importance of what we're doing here. And the nurse grabbed my finger. And I said, ah! <laughs> And the irony was not lost on me. <laughs> that I was telling that poor little girl that she got to sit still and get her blood drawn. But then when I accidentally grabbed my finger, I jerked away. Listen, sometimes you're just not willing to do something. And I have learned that in life, in your, in your work, if you play sports and you got a coach, if you're not willing, the opportunity will pass you. If you're not willing to act, if you're not willing to move, the opportunity will pass you. And I believe with all my heart that every last one of us has a purpose from God and has a plan from God for our lives. But if we're not willing to act, you better believe that the opportunity for you to move in a moment will go away. And uh, I was just visiting with someone about this. They were talking about uh, uh, words that we're giving. Someone gives a, a, speaks in tongues, and then someone gives an interpretation. And the gentleman said, well, I really felt like I had the interpretation, but I was afraid. And almost immediately, someone on the other side of the church said exactly what was on my heart. They gave the interpretation. Church family, God's plan is going to move forward. God's plan is going to move forward. I want to make sure that I'm part, that I'm doing my part. And so uh, if we're willing, God absolutely will use us. And so uh, when we go back to our verse here, these first few folks, they were not willing. And so they didn't get to be part of that blessing. 
They didn't get to bless and they didn't get, they didn't get blessed and they didn't get too blessed because I think those two things go hand in hand. Uh, but the servant that he had that he called was willing and he ran out and he immediately he didn't question. He didn't say, you really want me to go in the hedgerows and find somebody? Who lives in a hedge? He didn't say that. He just went as soon as God, as soon as the master asked him to. And number five, this is the last thing I want to, I want to visit with you about this morning, is the blessing of service. Come on, this morning we're, we're talking about uh, not internalizing, that we want to make sure that we are speaking into our community, that we are touching our community. Come on, I want you to speak prophetically into your community. Come on, church. Are you up to that? I want you to speak prophetically. What does that mean? What does it mean to speak prophetically? That means to speak a word that God has given you. And how do we do that? We've got to have open hearts, and we've got to be willing to use that. And I believe that God will give that to you. And, and sometimes it freaks people out. Somebody walks up and says, Brother, I've got a word from the Lord. I feel like the Lord has told me that you need a tic-tac. You know, and it's something silly, but I believe, God, I believe, guys, if we pray and if we are willing and if we are intentional with our prayer life, God, please give me something to say to, to this person or that person or it's an opportunity to speak into a situation. I believe that God will give us that opportunity. And here's the thing, church family. It is not just when God blesses us with, our pres with his presence, when God blesses us with a word, that's great. Come on, that's good news. And that's one of the reasons that we gather together and we worship together and we pray together because it's a blessing. It is a blessing to sit or to stand or, or just to be under, around the presence of God with our friends and our family. But let me tell you something. It is not just a blessing to be blessed. It is a blessing to bless. It is a blessing to bless. And so what does that mean? Does that mean pastor's telling you to go and hand somebody a $100 bill and say, hey, man, this is from the Lord? I don't know. That might be good evangelism, but it would get expensive, okay? I believe that what this means is that, when, is that God gives us the opportunity to love on people, to be there for people. I was, I, I was at... Um, you probably know this. Some of you do. Some of you may not. But I, I ride. I like to ride some motorcycles. Come on. And I ride with a group called Tribe of Judah, and it's a motorcycle ministry. And I was at their national gathering uh, the past couple days, and there was a man driving down this 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 road that the church we were gathered at is located on, and. At first glance, you drive down this little highway, and there's a hundred motorcycles sitting here, and there's a bunch of people standing around, mostly with their hands in their pockets, uh, and they've got you know bike vests on and leather on, and you know they they got these big beards, and it's like oh man, check out these bikers. Oh, this guy was going through a situation in his life. You ever been there? You ever just been tore up? Come on, and you don't even know what to you don't even know what to do. All you can think is, man, if I can just make it through today. And this guy's driving down that road. He's driving a dump truck. And I'm standing there kind of like a dweeb because I'm nervous around all these Harley Davidsons. I'm riding a little Yamaha 650. Can't even pull out the parking lot behind them without them leaving me. It's embarrassing. <laughs> and I'm standing there. And 
this guy's approaching us. He can't even see us yet. And he's just broken. He's just messed up. And the Holy Spirit began to urgently move in this guy's heart. And he pulls, he comes around the corner. And he sees all these motorcycles. And he just pulls over. And I thought, what is this guy doing? He's not fixing to try to park up in here, is he? And he drives past me. Thank God, because I, I didn't even know what to say to him. He drives past me, and he just pulls up on the shoulder, and he stops. And he gets out of that truck, and he goes and stands in front of the truck. And he, he just stood there. And a few of these tribe of Judah riders go over there to him, and they say, hey, what's going on? He said, I just need help. And the Holy Spirit immediately moved. There's one guy out there, and he's got this awesome, he looks like a walrus. He's got this huge mustache. And he's so in tune with the Holy Spirit. You ever been around somebody that just, it was like they just had that extra, come on, energy. And um, he, he just comes running across his parking lot. And he says, I knew you were coming. Because God connects people like that. When we're willing, when we are willing to be used by God, and they laid hands. And y'all, it was, and I didn't take a picture because I didn't want to be disrespectful. But it blew me away. All these guys, these, these you know, almost, I'd say rough looking because I don't think they look rough. But, you know, to some people they might look rough. These motorcycle guys with their big beards and their leathers, they're all laying here. They're all standing here laying hands on this guy, praying in the spirit. Y'all, not just praying, praying in the, in the spirit, speaking in tongues, praying over this guy, rebuking demons off of his life that they've never met, that just only through the providence of God pulled up into this parking lot. What a blessing. What a blessing. Not just to that man, but to everybody, not, not just to the four guys that laid hands on him, but to the 40 people in the parking lot watching God work. What a blessing. Church family, I think that God wants us to be part of that blessing. And it's a blessing of service. It is a blessing to be in service to the King of Kings. And if we internalize and we get an attitude, well, I'm just going to go to, I'm going to make it to church. I'm just going to make it. We miss that. And I don't want that for, for myself. I don't want that for my family. I don't want that for any of you here, any of your family, any of your friends. I want us all to know the blessing of service. And so let's be like this servant who didn't question. He didn't say, are you sure that's what you want me to do? He just went. The master said, go. And he went. And the house was filled. Church family, there's a lot of things going on in our world. A lot of scary things. We've got people that are trying, that are targeting our kids. Trying to confuse them trying to take their identities from them, to groom them into things. Satan, it's Satan. I'll, your pastor's not afraid to say that. It's Satan. You've got that? That's scary. When you look at the things going on internationally, you've got people talking about nukes. You've got people getting ready to go through a winter of starvation because their country can't import oil to heat their houses. Scary. These are the times when the church should excel. 
These are the times when the church should stand tallest. And church family, I'm challenging you this morning. We've got to step up our game. We've got to embrace the idea that we are servants, that we are here to serve the King of Kings. With no, with no qualms about what we get in return. That's not what we're doing. We're not called to be given things. We're called to serve. And the blessing of service is reward enough. Amen? Amen? I love to say, you know, people say, well, he went to heaven. Or he went to eternity. Or he did this or he did that. I like to say this. When a God-fearing man or woman, a warrior Christian that has been out there fighting the good fight, when they go on, when they cross over and enter God's presence, I like to say it this way, they've gone on to their reward. The blessing of service. Come on. Let's serve our community. I ask you to pray that God opens doors in your life. It doesn't matter young or old. doesn't matter if you know the Bible from page one to the last page. Come on, you studied, you even studied the maps in the back, come on. It doesn't matter if you feel qualified or if you feel unqualified. Come on, Jesus went and got some dudes, called them directly out the fishing boats. Sean, they still smelled like fish. We're all called to serve. And I don't want you to ever think you're unqualified or you're not good enough. You are absolutely good enough. I believe you're all called. I believe God has a plan. And I believe with all my heart that you were created with a purpose, on purpose. Come on. Would you stand with me this morning? I want to just pray a blessing over you.